Hey guys, welcome to the REI Network podcast with me, Gavin Timms. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the REI Network podcast, uh, back with another episode. Um, this one, guys, is something I've never really done before, and I thought, you know what, I don't think enough people talk about it, and it kind of happened to us this week, so I was like, well, let me do an episode um, about it, okay? Uh, just before we do, though, do me a favor, just like always, give me a like and subscribe, drop any comments if you want, have anything to add on any of these episodes. That would be awesome. Make sure you download if you listen on the podcast as well. So this episode I called Due Diligence Will Catch Scammers. Okay? Due Diligence Will Catch Scammers. So you've got to be making sure if you're new or seasoned that you're going through the right processes to close a real estate transaction. This is very, very important. Okay? Always do your own due diligence. Um, and what you're going to find is things will not will start to not make sense. Um, and when they start to not make sense and your gut feeling is telling you something, then you, you need to dig deeper and you need to start looking for red flags. Now, I'm sure there's a hundred ways, you know, of being scammed. I've actually, believe it or not, this has only happened one time, probably four years ago. Now, um, I closed a house in Dallas um, and it was fraud. Someone had done a fake power of attorney um, and we had um, purchased this property. We were wholesaling it to the buyer. The transaction, had, the money had been sent to escrow. The transaction actually happened. The buyer was the new owner with title insurance. And the only reason that we caught it was after the property closed, when they went to send the money, Okay, they asked the seller that was not really the seller. They'd done again a fake power of attorney um, to close this property. Um, said, "Oh, don't send the money to that uh, LLC or that name. Send it to this name." And they tried to change the name of where the money was being sent. And they were like, "We can't. We have to send it here by law." And they were like, "Oh no, just send it, um, you know, um, to, to this name." So anyway. Kind of red flags went off at the um, at the title company. Uh, there was kind of then a big lawsuit that happened because we'd actually closed the property, so we'd been paid I think twelve thousand dollars on a on a wholesale fee, uh, and the buyer was like, "I have title insurance. This is I own the property." He'd already signed, like ready, had a tenant ready to go. Like they were like in. He's like, "I am not backing out. Like this is not on us." Like the title company should have done their job, and there was some way that this should have been, you know, uh, you know, kind of come up. So these things can really happen, uh, and again, it's happened to me once when we've actually closed, you know. And uh, but it was weird. Like the seller was like letting us in. It was like super bizarre how it worked, and it was actually this, you know, this lady, and it, we just couldn't believe what was going on. So that's happened. But anyway, this week what happened was a client, coaching client bought me a deal, uh, a creative finance deal. Uh, this deal was um, principal only payments. Uh, the seller wanted 8000 down, uh, $400 a month uh, with a 10-year balloon payment. Okay. 
so that was kind of the deal. So we looked at it, numbers were good. We felt that the rents could probably be rented for, uh, I can't remember now, I want to say 1400 a month. Um, or maybe that was if we, we could cash flow that if we Airbnb'd it. But it was cash flowing well over 600 bucks um, per, per month. So we were looking at it uh, and we worked out what we need to bring in and obviously pay my student that bought the deal. And then if we furnished it to Airbnb. So me and Dustin are kind of looking at this. Um, so I sent the contract over to Dustin. I hadn't even looked at it. And, uh, and then we were kind of in a, you know, in a discussion between the student, one of my partners, to start looking at this deal. Uh, the first thing is when we pulled it up, though, this property was up for rent. Um, and they had four properties in the area under the same name. And they were all in great condition and they're all at kind of fair market value rent wise. And it was, didn't make sense that it hadn't been rented. And it was by basically saying like three months or something it hadn't been rented for. Um, and it just kind of, that threw us off. Like weird. You never know. Maybe they're asking too much. It was kind of all weird because what they were asking online, let's say it was 1600. They were going to do 400 and something interest only payments to us. So we're like, yeah, I mean, it's possible, but it's a bit weird, right? Whatever. So start looking at it, uh, looking at the numbers, start looking at, okay, how are we going to bring the money in? Shall we borrow it private money? Maybe 25 grand to get the seller paid, the, my coaching client paid, and then obviously furnish it for Airbnb. And this is kind of what we were looking at. Then we came across that on the contract that the uh, it was a – basically that they were signing on behalf of the company it was a representative for the company signing on their behalf that's how the contract kind of read so when we say seen that we said okay no problem can you send us the power of attorney so we said to the coaching client my coach my student well look you have you've been you've been talking to the seller so go back and say hey we need to see the power of attorney that they can sign on behalf uh, and then they said, well, yeah, uh, you've already had this tied up now for several days. So I want to put, I want you to pay me a thousand dollars down and then I'll send you the power of attorney. So again, another red flag, right? That's weird. You asking for money directly to you. Uh, and then you'll give us the power of attorney. So hmm, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So what we did was kind of then alarm bells are going off. Um, so Dustin was like, look, go back and say, um, go back and say, yeah, no problem. Um, we will, uh, wire a thousand bucks, uh, to the escrow company, uh, to hold it. And, uh, you know, we can start the process and then you can send us the power of attorney. And of course what happened, they came back and go, oh, no, 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 no. Don't send it to the escrow company. Send it to. Just send it directly to me. You don't need to put it in escrow. So again, there we have it. When someone is ever trying to get money directly to them and not through escrow is a red flag. Never, ever, ever give earnest money direct to seller. Never. Okay. It always goes through the traditional way of an attorney or a title company or an escrow, right? So be holding that and then paying accordingly to lock that contract up. You never want to pay the seller direct. So even when you're doing a hundred books or a thousand books or two thousand or whatever you're doing, 
it goes to escrow, it never goes to the wholesaler or the seller or whoever's asking you to do these things because again, they're red flags, right? So you've got to make sure guys that you do your due diligence because there are people out there scamming. Um, and, and I've had, and I could have tons of stories of this, even from marketing, you have to watch. Are you really talking to the seller? If the deal is too easy and simple, sometimes it's too good to be true, right? Now there is occasions, but often it is too good to be true. And a lot of people will not have many stories for you saying, oh yeah, this was just like so easy. We made all this money and it was just like, oh yeah, just take it for that. And just give me this. It's, it doesn't really happen. Okay. So make sure that, you know, you're watching for these things. You're doing your due diligence. You're looking at the property, making sure that there's everything adds up with what the seller's saying and going through escrow, running title, pulling title, making sure there's no leads, right? And all of them things. Um, before you try and obviously purchase the property because people are always trying to get you. Um, I have had where, you know, we teach, this one was actually funny. So I had one person on Craigslist years ago, like we teach about the three offers, right? Where you could make a cash, a sandwich lease, and like an owner finance or an assignment lease option. So there's three options. So I start to engage with him on text and I probably have this text. I should find it because it's actually funny. Uh, because I kind of led on to what he was at. And the only reason I caught him immediately is he said, he said, oh, my assignment, if I do it, assignment lease option was the lowest price. The sandwich lease option was the medium and the cash was the highest price. So basically what they've done is they've mixed the offers upside down. Instead of cash being the lowest, they kind of got it all backwards. So then I was like, oh, uh, you know, what about this? So I was asking them questions and they were like, oh, no, yeah, we can talk about that later. You know, just wires the earnest money. And all they were trying to do is get earnest money, earnest money, you know, to tie in the deal. Yeah, if you send us $1,000, you know, we'll give you the contract, send us 1000 bucks direct. Here's the link. And, and, and here's the thing, guys. You might be saying, well, that's common sense. But when you get emotionally involved or people in your team are working deals for you, you have to watch for these things, right? Um, because not only can... You know, with us and our clients and you guys listening, hopefully I may stop one of these things if it happens to you. When it comes up, you might say, oh, actually, I remember Gavin saying, like, you know, they're trying to get the money direct. And some people don't understand. So it's not like they're trying to scam you. It's just like, hey, like, we get like, oh, yeah, just send it to me. And no, Mr. Seller, it has to go in escrow. Like, this is the way that we do it. And if they're like, oh, okay, fine, okay, I didn't realize but if they're persistent, and it just doesn't make sense. We had it again with another client in New Orleans. Um, he wanted $1,000 down um, before he signed the contract. 1000 bucks because this was supposed to be a deal before we signed the contract. Like They tried the craziest things, and you just can't do it, right? You can't like go there. Um, you need to make sure that you're doing things properly. And again, if it's through an attorney, a title company, okay, where they're holding it in escrow, um, then you should be fine. And obviously, it will come up on title search, and they should be able to do their due diligence. So I don't want to freak anyone out, but it does happen out there. Uh, so make sure that you're you know, doing your due, due diligence on them properties. Um, and as much as money as we can make and save, but we can actually help you know, our clients, you guys as the listeners, to make sure that you don't fall in the trap and do something because you're new, right? We talk about take massive action. 
figure it out. I'm bad for it. I'm bad. I'm like, don't take action. We'll figure it out. But I think when it comes to that paperwork and the money, you do need to be seeking legal advice, using the right people um, to, you know, to get through that. So hopefully that helps guys. Um, and uh, let me know, put in the comments if you've got a similar story or you, you know of anything. And again, I've got tons that I could go on and on, but you've just got to be watching for these little red flags, the things that are not normal, that are out of kind of the ordinary, uh, that you know and see and they're saying things and they're acting weird, uh, all, all of these things that, that can be like, hmm, something's off here, I need to now pay more attention. Because if you see one red flag, there's normally a sequence of them. Then you say, well, that's not normal, and this isn't normal, and this is how it led into, then all of a sudden communication stops when you've kind of figured it out. And it's a shame because... You know, it's a deal that someone thinks they're going to get. And we're like, hey, I think we're going to buy this from you. We're kind of like all in. We're lining up the money. We were going, all right, like we're going to Airbnb. It's near the college. Like we've done a lot of work. Um, but in the end, I'd rather do that and figure it out and obviously not get in a, in a legal mess or, a, um, you know, putting money out. And, uh, and then obviously someone running off with it. So hopefully that helps, guys. Like I said, Drop me a comment and, uh, you know, I hope this helps you. Somebody else, you can share it. I appreciate it. And uh, guess what? I'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye.